me, fucking Erzberg. unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Welcome to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As usual, we have Ryan, the new Flockhart, and Ryan Gold here to share their insight and their expertise on the races from this past weekend at Walton. Uh, so, Goldie, uh, your first crack at uh, hopping on the TV program. Uh, I think you did awesome. It was uh, you and Justin Thompson just have so much more chemistry. That's not... Kyle, Kyle Thompson. Sorry, Kyle Thompson. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say anything bad about uh, Brett Lee and what was the other guy's name? Jack Corpella. Jack Corpella. I, th- I thought they did a pretty good job. There was some weird things like talking about Cairoli and things like that. But uh, you and Kyle just have so much chemistry. And, and Galdi, you just have the gift of gab like I've never seen. Uh, when you were doing the podium interviews, it was a little bit, conf- not confusing, but there was a lot of time to fill in there and you just you held your own pretty good. So good job on that. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I- I've been doing it a while, so I better be good at it by now. It's been 20 years, so if I'm not good at it by now, like, what the fuck? Why would they hire me? You know what I mean? So, so I better be good at it by now. But, I mean, I, I love it. Like, I was telling my wife on the way home, man, I'm like, I'm like I am such a, a student of the sport. I love watching it. I love talking to the guys. I love trying to relay the information back into the television to give the same sort of passion that I feel for it. Like, I just, I freaking, I am drunk on every bit of it, and uh, it, it felt awesome to be back on the mic. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm you don't have to kiss my ass that much. You could say uh, bad things about me too. So, but uh, it, I, I love it. I freaking enjoy every part of it, and uh, I, I really kind of wanted to make sure I brought a really good A game this weekend. And I, I knew, like you were talking about the podium. I know that it, the podium stuff gets a bit. It's not disorganized, but it's kind of unorganized chaos because the guy's up talking on the house mic, and the house mic guy takes a little too long, and then it. I have to cover the thing, but I'm ready for that. Like I come up with things in my head to talk about. I can keep rolling and keep the, keep the show moving. So people aren't losing interest and stuff like that. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I love it, man. I, I appreciate you guys watching and hopefully people liked it again this weekend. And I, I can't even wait for this weekend coming now. I'm just pumped. So what's the schedule for the rest of the series? Is that what it's going to be? Or is it just select rounds or, uh, so it'll be like this round for the rest of them, but Moncton, I think Moncton will be back to Corpella and Brett in the booth in Sarnia. And then, because I can't make it to Moncton, uh, but yeah. the rest of them will be what it was like this weekend. Uh, so one thing you mentioned on the broadcast that I wanted to ask about, and if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But what was what were you talking about, Brett Lee's facial treatment? What was that? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> actually, I, I heard this too, and I was going to ask you this morning. Yeah, did I not tell you about this, Nuf? No, oh, no, we never talked over the weekend. Um, okay, yeah, I can bring this up now. So. Unfortunately, there was a, a problem at the amateur race the weekend before. It was a, a TVR group, and they had a little bit of a, a messy situation in the bathroom, uh, in the, the shower bathroom area wall. And then people did a bit, a little bit disrespectful thing and kind of left some of their, um, their, their waste, if you will. Let's use that <laughs> word for now. Their waste in there. And uh, Brett, being the good guy he is, he went and helped, was going to help go clean it up. Uh, for uh, everybody in there and uh, for his wife because usually the girls, I guess, would go in and clean it up. And unfortunately, Brett 
got a little bit of this on his face. <laughs> so uh, the, he told us the joke. He's like, I shouldn't be telling the story. And after he told, he's like, I'm telling everybody and I am going to make sure I talk about this on the television show. <laughs> and so I spun it in there like, yeah, he had to miss it because he got an awkward facial uh, done this week. So he wasn't able to fill in for Kyle. That's why Kyle was there. Obviously, that's not the way it really happened. But I wanted to make sure I got it in there. So when he does listen to the show, he's going to be like, you fucking dick. And uh, but that's what we do in Canadian Moto, man. If you can't have fun then don't come to the track because we're going to poke fun at you and that's how it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's where that came from. Okay. Facial. Facial, yeah. yep. Uh, okay, <laughs> Goldy, one more thing on the broadcast. Uh, I don't know how much pull you have there with uh, how the broadcast looks, but you need to tell somebody to get rid of that horizontal scoreboard at the top and go to what, what the AMA uses with the vertical where it shows the top 10 and then cycles through. Yeah, I'm not too sure. So there was a bit of an issue with that. So the way that the sh I don't have pull as far as getting what you're probably asking for, I'll definitely recommend it because we do use that one in the we used it in the arena cross this winter. It was a sidebar one mm -hmm. instead of one across the top. Now, I don't know what <coughs> what the difference is or like obviously it's a coding thing. But this weekend, it, there was a glitch in the back of the trackside system. There was literally like an exclamation point or a hyphen, and it sent a code error, and it wouldn't work all the time. It only worked some of the time. But I have to agree, it's 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 better on the side because it's a little more, it's a little quicker. Where the one across the top, it takes it takes almost a full lap before it actually scans across. Like we don't even like when we're doing a, a live call or when I'm calling, say the top ten or giving an update. I'm looking at the we have a computer beside us with the live timing going. Yeah. And I look at I look at that. I'm like, this thing's taking too damn long, kind of thing. And then if there's a lull in the show, I'll look up and like, oh, I just saw on that lap they dropped the 153 or blah 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 kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. If there was a bit of a glitch on the weekend with it, they did have some issues on their side of things. And at one point they couldn't figure it out, and then they did figure it out, and it was kind of too late. And so hopefully they've they've got it they've mapped it for this. But yeah, it's kind of a an oddball one to do it. I would rather have the side one too, like the American one, or even uh, that's the same as the, um, or no, the one in, in GPs is across the bottom actually. So I, I'm not too sure which one is better, which one's worse, but uh, you're yeah. a fan and you don't like it. So, you know, fuck it then. That one sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's uh, hop right into the two fifties. I think again, as usual, that's the class that had more uh, excitement going on. So, like I said, we didn't get to see uh, Antonio Cairoli, but we did get uh, a young man named Josiah Natsky, uh, which that... Uh, that <laughs> Very comparable uh, resume. <laughs> yeah. And that, that K in his name is doing a lot of work too, eh? Yes. Yes. No <laughs> kidding, right? <laughs> um, first overall, Moto 1 first, Moto 2 first, Moto 3 fourth. Uh, so, those first two motos were pretty impressive. Uh, I... I know uh, Steve mentioned Steve Mathis mentioned on one of his podcasts that he was coming up, and Paul Parabinos was on there, and he just said right off the hop as soon as Steve said it, "Oh, he's going to win up there," and I thought that was a little bit uh, overzealous, but I guess he was right. Uh, Galdi, what do you think of that that ride? Um, I mean, coming in, you kind of got the stats. If you're a Paul Pabex fantasy guy, he blew the doors off the first week at the Fox Raceway in U.S. Yeah. His plan was to go and try to do the U.S. Nationals, try to get a ride. It didn't, nothing panned out. Him and Julian connected, and they literally put this together like the the, the week before this race. And uh, I, I was, I'm on the same thing. I didn't think that he would win. I figured those guys would have a leg up, especially at the first race, the three-moto format, only 15 minutes. But he was in B practice. He was like, I don't know, four or five seconds faster than everybody in that practice. And then he hung on till the very last lap of the A practice before Canella got him by like 0.1 or 0.2 for the fastest time. 
So right then and there, you're like, okay, well, he's legit. Let's see if he can get starts. And first moto got a pretty decent start, uh, worked his way into second. And then Piccolo and him stayed about five, six seconds apart for probably 10 minutes, maybe 11 minutes. And then with two laps to go, Piccolo did a Piccolo. He just couldn't hit lines, and he's popping out of things. He's kind of running into lappers, and then all of a sudden – Natsuki's on top of him, and he makes the pass, and boom, he wins the moto, and that sort of set the tone for the rest of the day. The kid had confidence. I say kid, he's 23. Uh, he gets the confidence going, and he gets one, and the next one gets an even better start. And the last one, he was like 17th coming across the stripe, where the, the, the start this weekend was really quick coming into the green flag. And, um, and then he just picked his way up to that fourth place. He was a little disappointed, but impressive, impressive. He's here for the rest of the year now. Uh, okay. he, like the whole, the whole talk of the weekend – He's finishing our season. He's going to do the Supercross series uh, up here. He's going to go back to New Zealand, get things packed up and ready to go, and then he's going to come back and ride for PRMX in the AMA Supercross and then come back up here next year for the Canadian series. So in the matter of about eight days, this kid has got his next uh, year or two of life locked and loaded uh, because of what we just saw. So pretty impressive. Noof, uh, second place was Mitchell Harrison with a 441. I uh, didn't see a whole lot of him on the TV show in those first two motos. That, I mean, they referenced, you guys talked about him a little bit because he was just kind of outside of that lead group. Uh, but then that third moto, he got uh, up into first and took the win. Uh, is, what do you think of uh, Mitchell's ride there, Noof? Yeah, I thought the, the first two motos were a little weird for me, especially with him kind of carrying the momentum coming in, um, obviously off Manitoba and, and round two and drum heller, but like you said, Kenny was pretty, they didn't really show him much and his times weren't that good and his starts weren't that great either. And he, but he did actually go backwards. I think in the first moto at McNabb, no McNabb didn't get him, but anyways, regardless, he just seemed like he was a tick off. And then that third moto, like Galdi had said, and Kyle said on the broadcast, like he only turned like the fourth or fifth fastest lap time of the moto. Yeah. But he held on. His experience came into play, and I know TV didn't do it any justice, but that track was, like, really gnarly by the end of the day, rutted and hard-packed. And so the experience, he was doing these weird – I've never really seen it before, and it I, it, it kind of caught my eye, like, in those really hooked ruts. Galdi, I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, he was standing up, like, almost all the way through and then kind of hopping out of them to get the smooth line. And, like, that third moto with – Harrison Piccolo McNabb was like that was AMA caliber racing the way they went at it for I mean it was only 50, well 20 minutes but man it was good to watch like somebody was going to crack and of course McNabb's the one that went down first but Harrison that was like I don't want to call it a championship ride but it, it kind of was that he didn't have the mojo all day but got his shit together for that last moto and won when he needed to win to make a lot of points on piccolo so uh yeah it'd be interesting to see um what happens going into into gopher dunes obviously i think he's good in the sands so we'll yeah. see if he's got a little bit more speed under his belt to uh because i in my mind he was like the fourth or fifth place best guy uh yesterday I'll just add to that. I don't know if you guys caught it in the interview in that last moto. He said that they ran a 52-2-3 sprocket, and they've been running a 51 all year. And he made the change, and he he just – it didn't work or something. Then Alex, the team owner-manager guy, he's like, dude, why, let's go back to the 51. And they didn't do it till third moto. Yeah. And he says that was the difference. So when you say that, Noof, me and you would know, I guess he just must have kept being in the wrong gear. 
right? Yeah, well, his, running starts down gear. his starts weren't awesome in the first two motos, so maybe, yeah, like yeah. I said, it, uh, it, it was obviously wrong bike setup. It's it's crazy to think that one tooth can make that much of a difference, but clearly um, – Clearly it did because he was much better in the in the third moto for sure. And I'm I'm just looking here. He is actually he did have the third fast. So just Piccolo and McNabb were faster than him. Even oh. even Natsuki's best was a 153, which wasn't actually. I thought Natsuki would have been faster than. But anyway, still, yeah, I'm a pretty solid experience ride, like you said. Yeah. Uh, third overall, uh, rider McNabb five two three. Saw lots of speed. Like he was on camera a lot. It seemed like, and he was he looked really good. He's a really nice rider to watch. Again, I guess it just comes back to those starts again, hey, Galdi? Well, I mean, actually, his starts were good. If you uh, watch Moto Number 1, he was second third. or third. And, oh, yeah, third. second or third. And Trey Fierro and him make a mistake, and Trey Fierro oh, takes yeah. him down. So that bites him. Then he puts on a charge. Moto Number 2, he was probably about fourth or fifth after the first lap. Like, so, And then even then Moto 3, he was second or third. So he got good starts this weekend. So the start part was not an issue. I honestly think that this kid's... I don't want to call it a problem because it's very exciting to watch, but he is more than willing to take opposite lines, but this track bit him where yeah. the lines that he was taking were making him lose, you know, three or four bike lengths at a time. And then he, he, he didn't basically, it was almost like the inexperience of just being young and you watch what Harrison did. He just took the main line, stayed focused, hit it clean, did his laps and won that moto, even though Ryder and Piccolo were faster. They could not get around because he was taking the smart lines. Now, yes, we'd say take a different line. Try something different out there. And Ryder did that. But some of the ones that he was trying and the times that he was trying it were making him actually lose time. And he could tell that he was getting frustrated. And I think that's where it kind of bit him in those moments because he was the fastest guy on the track during the races. He didn't get the fastest qualifying time, and he, but he set the fastest lap time. So yeah. it's just sometimes like that he goes so fast – but it's in the moments there, and you can listen to that. We can talk about Dylan Wright later on, obviously. But in his interview, he's like, "Dude, today it was all about taking. I had to. I had to step back from who I usually am racing. I had to chill and just get my lines, get into the ruts, and once you got straight, getting on the gas. It was about keeping momentum. And uh, I just think Ryder sometimes he tries to rush it. And uh, this weekend, I mean, it's still a good weekend. He didn't. He lost uh, two points, uh, or sorry, I guess it would be four points, four. right? To Harris, four points to Harrison, but he gained a little on Piccolo. So yeah. he was down 18, now he's down 20, but he's still there. But it just, I, I know when you're watching that, if he watches the TV show, you'd be like, fuck, that line was dumb that lap. And then, but the thing is with him, he'll take that line the next lap. So he'll have two laps in a row where he gets bit by two or three bike lengths, and then he'll make the bike lengths up, and then he'll lose the bike length again. It's almost like sometimes you just like, Noosh, you know this, like with those tracks, you just got to just ride behind the guy, just ride behind him, wait it out, see if something can work and then, and then figure out where he can make and make a stab. And he just, he just didn't do it. He rushed well, it. And yeah. And let me add to that a little bit, because trust me, it's part of our frustration on the, I wasn't there this weekend at Walton, but I could, I was literally yelling in my living room um, of these lines that he was taking. Cause I already knew Colton was probably losing his shit on the radio because we say the same thing. It's not just, and he makes some of them work. Like after yeah. after the rollers, man, he had a beautiful line, like almost in the trees, all the way around the outside. Dude, he passed Canella. Canella was the next line over, and he went around him. I know. In the in the second moto, yeah. But here's where it bites him. Like you said, he kind of panics a little bit, it seems, and he'll take four unorthodox lines in one lap, and only yeah. one of the four works. So instead of just trying one per lap like okay that one was shit so i'm not going to do that again 
let's try something else in X lap. It just cost him too much time. And like, if you watch Piccolo behind him in that in that third moto, Piccolo stuck to his lines the whole time. He never yeah. changed his lines. He stuck to them, and it ended up paying off because Ryder made that mistake. But you know, he did lose four more points. The championship creeped away a little bit, even though he's still in it. But he was the fastest guy on the track for two out of the three motos. The only time he wasn't on the track, um, fastest on the track, was that first moto, which, you know, obviously he went down with that Fiaro kid or whatever. But, man, he just needs that weekend to get the start, get out front, and and run away with it, which I think he can do. He just hasn't put himself in that position since Kamloops. Okay, so fourth overall, I think, Galdi, I think I'll let you take this one because Tyler Gibbs wasn't uh, featured very heavily on the broadcast, and I'm he seemed to have a pretty good ride with a, a 6.55 five, five for fourth. Did you, Is there anything that you can say that you saw being at the track there? Well, he got great starts. He was top five or six each time, and he just battled, and Newf knows this really well, man. That kid is tough to pass. Like mm-hmm. he, he rides a wide bike. He takes smart lines. He's able to cut guys down, like coming into turns with guys on the inside. He doesn't. He doesn't uh, get rattled, rattled easy. Um, and the reason why it was quiet, he was kind of by himself a lot, unless say Ryder was coming through or Josiah was coming through, or when he passed Piccolo when Piccolo was going backwards. That's a lot of the times when you kind of got a little glimpse of him on the TV. But a solid day for the kid, like a solid day uh, in every moto, and uh, he did get a little bit of love, but it was. Just a quiet fourth place, but man, I I was impressed. He rode good, and it was all about the starts. He was second, third, fourth, right there the whole time uh, in the in the starts, and uh, that that helped on that track. Okay, fifth overall, uh, Jacob Pic- Piccolo, uh, eventful day, uh, second in the first moto, which was pretty good, uh, and then thirteenth in the second moto. You guys mentioned on the broadcast that it it was just a meltdown. There was no bike issue or anything like that. Is that true? Well, I'll, I'll, Anusha could take this one too. He's got a couple other uh, uh, additions to it, but I, that was something that a theory that Kyle has that he's talked to um, Matt Duroy, the team manager over there, that something happens that, and it, it's been happening at the end of the motos where he has these meltdowns, and if something isn't working, it just goes. But um, more information had come in. I'll let Nuf take it because I know he did. He dug some digging on that one as well. Yeah, I thought, well, at the beginning, I thought, I, I mean, I had no idea what was happening. He just started dropping through the leaderboard um, in that second moto. But, I, I mean, they're saying it was a rear brake issue. Um, I know you guys mentioned, Galdi, on the on the broadcast that it maybe looked like a flat tire. Well, there's no way he's running a, well, he's running a moose in the rear. Well, yeah. I, I would think that he is. If he's not, that's crazy to me but well when they um, came, the one lap he came by right where our finisher was and the wheel just looked like it was kind of wobbling and shaking so yeah. i just i'm like maybe that's it but yeah it was super hard to tell um and then another guy in the pit said something about a shifter yeah because like new look at that deschambeau round he lost his back break and he still hung on to sixth or fifth in that moto right dude he got yeah. 15th in this race 15th yeah 13th 13th no 15th it says 13th on the results here yeah oh really yeah, 2.13 oh, too, but anyways, two. regardless of the situation, I mean, obviously, whatever happened, he barely hung on to it because, I mean, if that had been, I mean, what that happened at about five, six, seven minute marks, so halfway through the sprint, if that had been a regular moto, like, he would have been out of the points, and I think it would have been more catastrophic of a failure, whether it was in bike or whatever it may be, if it was a regular two-moto format. I mean, if he had a guy no points in a second, let's say, it would have been, you know, a tenth overall, not a not a fifth. So once again, 
luck a little bit on his side, regardless of what happened. He 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 made it work, and and same thing in the the third moto. He was he was feisty and racy, but he's got to be. I don't want to say stressing is not the right word, but maybe frustrated that he is the number one plated guy and he hasn't got an overall win yet. Um, it's a little strange, but yeah. when he's always when he's been in there, but same thing that first moto to me, he looked like he got flustered. He starts looking behind him, like I trust me, I, he's such a great starter. I mean, the, the stars are unbelievable. Like he puts himself in such a great position, but it seems like he gets out there, he sprints, everything's all good. And then maybe he starts thinking a little bit too much. Cause I mean, if you've been at any of the races this year, he starts looking behind a little bit and like same thing, all said popping out of the ruts and couldn't hit anything. So, you know, bad day for him, but not terrible with a fifth overall considering the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, sprint format kind of helped him out a little bit there. Totally. Well, in that, if uh, we're going to talk about him in a minute here, but if Canella doesn't crash on the, oh, that's for the fifteenth. I'm sorry, if you're right, my bad. Canella got fifteenth, not yeah. uh, Pickle. Yeah. There, he got the fifth. So anyway, um, on that last lap, so if if Canella got Gibbs, then they would have tied. I think it would have been right. They would have tied, and they both would have beat Pickle. So Pickle would have ended up sixth overall. Yeah. So and then, uh, but. So if there was a lot, it would have been another another two points. That would have been another two points. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of math going on there right on the last lap of craziness in that third moto with Piccolo, and that would have been you know another two points, and then he would have been down twelve yeah. uh, after this week instead of just ten. So it was it was a, a pretty crazy. And then if uh, Ryder had gotten Harrison, that would have given Ryder second overall, yeah, uh, right, and that would have gave him the four points back, and then it wouldn't you know Ryder would only be down. Six, um, yeah, sixteen in Harris era. Yeah, it would have been a crazy, yeah. crazy end to another. Just what was already being crazy. I think we can all agree, though, that regardless, this championship is going to come down to a super close points battle at the last round, just yeah. like last year. Right? And now yeah. introduce Josiah Noski, and um, unfortunately, he gets my tag of the point stealer because he's not likely yeah. <laughs> he's not likely going to be able to be part of this championship unless something really crazy happens yeah. with these front three, but. He's obviously going to be a guy that's going to get to seconds or thirds and get in the middle of McNabb, Harrison, yeah. and Noski here. It's this is going to be awesome. Like uh, I've, you know, as much of a bit of a sleeper the 450 is right now. Like the 250 once again is just like, okay, boys, grab grab hold here. Let's go for a ride. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is too now with Canella kind of out of it, he's a point stealer as well because he's yeah. really a gopher, right? So yeah, go and he falls into the same scenario as he did last year with yeah. having some issues at the beginning. So like. Natsuki and Canella can be Piccolo, McNabb, um, and Harrison's best friend or worst enemy at the same time, right? Because yeah. they mix shit up. Uh, Quinn Amioth, sixth overall. Really good first moto. First, uh, that's his first moto podium, isn't it, I believe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then seventh, ninth. So, Galdi, uh, you got to talk to him on the podium. What Did you get any insight from him there? How, how excited yeah, was he? Uh, obviously, he was happy as hell, right? Um, and and it's the, the trend has been leading that way. He's been getting better the last few motos on the on the West Coast swing. And, and uh, I honestly didn't think this would happen, but the cards fell his way. Ryder McNabb um, was, and, and Harrison were kind of having their off moto in that first one. So, yeah. but Quinn was on fire. He got a great start and he held that spot of basically start to finish kind of thing. And, but then the bad starts sort of like what, not what he gets, but what he does. And I think he had a crash in the last moto too. Cause with that ninth, I don't think that was just a bad start. I think he had a tip over somewhere, okay. but, um, he just, 
on these sprint stuff with those guys, he has to be he has to be three to five off the gate all the time, or even ahead of that. And once he does that, he proves where he can land. And those other times, I think the second moto, he he came across the uh, the the first lap. He was fifteenth or something like that. So um, it, it's all you know. He's riding amazing. He's doing good. He's fourth in the points uh, chase right now. So like, it's a, a he's already sort of surpassed. I think what people expected of him this year, it's only only can go up from here. So still riding good, but I know I guarantee you at the end of the day there, he's like, damn it, I just like I fucking let one get away a little bit, you know, and um, and that kind of bit him sixth overall. So he, he definitely he should have been third overall or sorry, third overall. He should have been fourth ahead of Gibbs at the end of the day today with the way everything else worked out. Uh, OK, seventh overall was Jeremy Mackay with an eight, six, six. Uh Watching on the on the broadcast didn't uh, see a whole lot of them, but Noof, did you? Uh, how much did you see? I saw the same as you, and that was yeah. pretty much nothing. It was a pretty quiet, uh, pretty quiet day for him. I mean, the six is is kind of where he needs to be. Um, I'm okay. sure if I'm him, I'm probably a little pissed that Gibbs beat me every moto because I think there's maybe a little more hype around Mackay coming into this year than, than Gibbs, but uh, it looks like Gibbs beat him straight up all three motos. Um, sixes are kind of where he's fallen into place. Obviously it was better and more consistent than his West coast swings. So um, because it wasn't anything to write home about um, the first three rounds for Jeremy, but you know, he's East coast guys coming into, into Gopher, which he rides really well there, but I'm sure he's looking to get a little bit uh, further up. But like I said, I, I didn't see much out of him. His starts were kind of meh, whatever. And uh, yeah. So just a quick little, I just quickly looked at the laps there. So Quinn, he started in Moto 1, he started um, fifth and worked, worked his way up to second by lap two, and then he was third. And then uh, Makai, he was 21st on lap one oh. of, uh, well, it's not lap one, right? That's a short thing. He was, So he was like 10th on lap one. So he kind of moved up each moto, but only a couple spots. But Amiot was, it was uh, those those last two starts really bit him there. That's what kind of caused that seven and ninth. Okay, so eighth was Preston Maschiangelo. Uh, I don't know anything about this guy. So Galdi, I'll just uh, throw it over to you. Yeah, I'll take it. it. It was a good a good job. So I've seen him at a few of my local races. He's from Ontario here. Uh, he had a lot of hype in the amateur ranks coming up. Um, his family did a lot more American racing um, uh, than, than the Canadian side. He's won, okay. a t- I think he won one title, maybe a 50 title at TransCan one year. And good family. Dad used to race uh, Hudson motorcycles and OGs and Cowie kind of give him a little bit of help this year. And and I, I've seen something at these races that he's come to that I'm like, man, he, he looks a little bit better this year. Like he's maybe a little more comfortable, put a little bit more work in. I don't know what it is, but um, I figured that uh, maybe me and you for talking last week, I figured that he would be a top 10 kid and uh, sure shit. Uh, he was he was awesome this weekend. He got decent starts, but he battled like he never he never uh, he never let anybody pass him and pull away or or he didn't chase the guy in front of him like he was he was a threat to whoever was near him each time and 10 9 7 uh or sorry 10 8 7 yeah got better each moto and uh it was impressive man i, I like to see it i like i like the kid um i think in their amateur days they had a bit of a negative tone towards what canada could deliver and what it meant to be riding in canada they never did local races and stuff like that and oh, yeah. i think maybe there's a bit of a a chip that maybe has kind of disappeared off the shoulder a little bit. 
he belongs here and he proved here that he's fast here. And, and yeah. to me, Preston Masiangelo, with that finish, let's hope he continues it. I have a, a little, I don't know, not a soft spot, if you will, but I have a, a, a thing where I feel like he could be a kid that could get a decent ride, say with like a Steve Sims or maybe a, the, this gas, gas, Cobra quit or uh, maybe an MX 101 if the kennel thing. You know, I just, I just like what I'm seeing. Maybe I'm speaking a little too highly, but I like what I'm seeing over these last couple weeks in this showcase here at this first race that the kids got it. And the next ones here are these sand ones. We'll see what this kind of toughness he's got. But I like, I, me and Newf talked about it. We kind of like the kid and he's been uh, on our radar for a while. So it was good to see this weekend. Okay, ninth overall was Marco Canella. A uh, little bit of uh, good, bad, and ugly there with his three moto scores. He got up on the podium on one, but then seventh and 15th. Newf, uh, what are your thoughts on Marco's ride? Well, in the in the other good was he was fastest qualifier, which yep. isn't normal uh, isn't normal for Marco. So I was kind of like, oh shit, wow, maybe he got his stuff figured out. Um, which is strange. I don't I don't remember ever seeing him on the pole uh, go into Moto One. But anyways, I don't know what happened to him in the first Moto. I I, I did watch, but when you watch, he fell. He fell on the first. Yeah, he was up there. The first turn, we never even saw it. Never even saw it. Yeah. So. It kind of just that's Marco's story this year. It's like when things start to kind of look like they're rolling, um, shit goes sideways. And, and obviously the crash in the first corner, come back to seventh. Three was good. I mean, I, I still think that he he was still quite a distance third there. But and then 15th was fifteenth uh, was a bad crash, I guess, in the last moto, which it didn't show on the TV. But um he did get passed by guys. I mean, I mean, McNabb went by him a bunch. Uh, it seemed like it, it's got to be frustrating. I mean, it's not like I said. I've been kind of harsh on him a little bit, not not harsh, but just saying. You know, we expect everybody expects more. I don't. I guarantee you he does. His family does. The team does. But things just aren't going his way. And I know it's early in the series, and I don't know. Um, and I know this would never happen because. I think the other MX-101, 250 guy that was more just kind of a, a buddy deal type of thing with Austin Jones, he, he got hurt on the weekend. But, like, yeah. uh, Rosina getting hurt on the weekend put Marco on the 450. I don't know. Like, this isn't working out. One way or another, the 250 program for Marco yeah. isn't working out. But I don't think it would ever happen because, obviously, Yamaha needs somebody on the bike, and I'm sure it's probably in the contract with the team. Yeah. But... Uh, it's just it's just not happening for him and i feel bad for him because it's kind of his last shot coming in um he had an option to go to 450 this year for a different team was the rumor and i'm sure in hindsight he's probably wishing uh that maybe he had taken that chance because i think he needs some a major switch up in his program and that's no knock on him or the team or anything i just think it's time for a change is there anything about his riding style that you think would help on a 450, or is it just time for any any kind of change? Well, I th I think I mean he he is a smooth guy and he he rides, you know, rides the motorcycle extremely well, a ton of talent. But I don't know if it's these crashes that he has, and I mean it happened to him last year too. He had a big one at uh, at Sandalee when he was yeah. for the lead. I don't know if it's just a little bit out of his comfort zone to try to run with these kids a little bit more, let's say, not saying that he's old, but um, if it just puts him in a situation where he's not comfortable, and of course now at 450, you have to really respect the motorcycle, which may suit his style um, just a tad bit more. Okay, 10th overall, Sebastian Racine, 998. Uh, Galdi, that's 
pretty consistent, but I think he wants to be a little higher up there, doesn't he? Yeah, for sure. That was just quiet. He didn't get starts this weekend. He just never got into the start. Yeah. He never really kind of was in the mix. He he was, you know, five, sevens, eights, and nines, and he'd pass a couple. He'd come back from a couple. I think he had a tip over in one of the motos where he had to work work from behind. But um, I was talking to him. He's, he's, in a good, he's in good spirits. He's happy with the bike. He's happy with the team. All things like that are... Are, are going well I just this weekend just uh from what the first three rounds he was getting he was starting second third fourth and and whatnot and every race everyone this weekend he was uh his best was a ninth <laughs> out of the gate so um and he never really moved up he never yeah. really moved make any passes he never really made anything uh happen uh when he kind of needed to and yes yeah, is to the green flag he was 10 9 9 and he went what are you going eight nine nine eight right nine so, nine eight or, yeah yeah nine nine eight so he moved up a, a, a little bit, uh, kind of thing. But yeah, just a quiet weekend from him. I mean, nice and consistent and everything. But uh, you know, when you're under that tent, the team and everything like that, I he probably should be beating Makai on the steady pace. But Makai was a little bit better this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess outside of the top ten, there's a few guys that we should probably talk about. So Dylan Rempel, Galdi, you mentioned on the broadcast that he hurt his neck and his back. Was that like a really serious injury or? Uh, so I didn't get the severity of it, but. Um, Unfortunately, it was a pretty uh, beginnerish type crash for him. Uh, I didn't see it. I've just had the message relayed to me about 15 different times that everybody saw it. He's going by the mechanics area in the free practice, rips a tear off, and the bars just blow out of his hands. Oh, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Noof, you know that straight away. Ken, you were watching it. They're going yeah, fast. They rips fast, out of his hands yeah. and just launches them down that freaking hill, I guess, or whatever. And it's just straight carnage after that. And he was in. I just actually happened to be watching. I didn't see this, but I went over to watch the 450 practice in the roller section, and then I'm seeing um, the team manager for the weekend there was uh, um, uh, Christian Huber because Chad wasn't there, and then his dad, and then and Dylan's dad, and they're all on the phone and they're doing this, and I'm like, oh shit, and the bite, and I'm like, oh something happened, and I went over and I looked, and yeah, he was in there, and my my mechanic or my medic that usually does bike races, Ron, said that it was a neck and a back, so they were just being more precautious okay. than anything that go to the hospital, and then at the end of the day, I didn't. Hearing, but his dad was still on the property helping out and everything, so I'm, that leans to think that it wasn't super serious. Yeah. So hopefully, it—I mean, it maybe doesn't line up this weekend, but it doesn't sound like it might be a, a you know an ending of the year type thing. Let's hope for that, I guess. Okay, and uh, Julian Benick, uh, three D- DNSs, I guess. What was that a practice well, he, crash as well? He didn't even line up. I don't even know why the hell he's in there. He was, yeah. he was, he was in the pits with a broken collarbone. He broke his collarbone at Kofor Dunes like a week earlier. Or oh, something. really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I raced his dad in the in the plus forty uh, the day before, and he was up there helping his dad. And uh, he was holding his arm, and he's like, "I'm like, so yeah, you broke the collarbones. Yeah, I broke my collarbone. Just I was going too fast. The front wheel washed out on me, and I couldn't get back from it." And Boom! Snap the collarbone, so he'll be out for uh, he'll be out for a few weeks anyway. I don't know if the plan is to come back or not for the nationals anyway. Okay, so is there well, anything? Before you leave that, we'll give the intermediate kid who's a close kid to both myself and Noof. Noof helps the kid out. Tanner Scott, that's the top intermediate. Him and Dylan Rempel are the high end intermediate kids in Ontario. Dylan obviously went west. Tanner didn't. Tanner and his family they were going to do the whole Loretta idea and. and and they, they're, they're another family that's like sometimes looked at the Canadian scene as like, yeah, we, we're better than this kind of thing. And, well, his sponsor said, well, you know what, Let's, we're, we're going to focus on this. This is what is better for him this year and everything. And they helped out. They stepped up. And the realization they were going to race here and 12-11-11, uh, uh, I think it was, for, yep. uh, for 11th overall. So uh, just good to see. The kid's a real good kid. Uh, Dad has come down from the pedestal that he has, was on years ago, and, and it's uh, – Good little package, so it'll be interesting to see where he kind of keeps moving forward and whatnot for the rest. But yeah, and then 
Uh, Newf, I'll let you take the Devin Smith one because that's your guy. And what a great last moto. Yeah, I was happy for him. I mean, Devin Smith, obviously his dad, uh, is my sponsor for the last, I don't know, six, seven years. And, um, yeah, good ride. I mean, he would have been the second intermediate kid. Yeah. I think he finished second to Tanner Scott uh, on Saturday. On yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 12 in the last moto, 14th overall, pretty solid. And I think Devin, if he learns his race management a little bit more, because he's still pretty green in this whole thing, um, he could be really good at Gopher because the kid is tough, man. He's a farm boy, um, just like his old man, tough and doesn't quit. So Gopher could be, he might not be the fastest guy, but um, I could see possibly, and now I'm going out a little bit on a limb, but maybe a 10 11-ish day if he can can manage the race a little bit and be there at the 18-minute mark kind of, you know, without any crashes and stuff, so... The last one, uh, Trey Fierro. Yep. Um, my, all of us might know it. He was a... He rode Supercross this winter. Yeah, I and remember he his name. Qual- yeah. Qualified for a couple. He was a Paul Femex fantasy kind of guy on those outsides there. And uh, seemed like a nice kid. I went on and juiced myself from him. Got good starts. Uh, didn't do so well on the last moto. But anyway, yeah, I, I believe that he's going to do the rest of the series as well. He's friends with Felix Lopez. I, I never did ask him. I don't know if Fierro is Mexican as well. He is. Okay, he so is. he was. I, I figured they were buddies. They were chatting a lot. So there we go. Good to have another little international flavor with yeah. uh, Trey Fierro. Nice fam, nice dad, nice kid. And uh, he had a little bit of speed. He just kind of crashed a lot in the motos. Yep. Okay, so I guess let's head on over to 450s here. Same story as always. Dylan Wright up in first place, 111. Noof, I don't know what you can say about that, but uh, what do you think? Well, I thought if there was one round that he may not win at for the fact that it's the sprint moto, um, Walton's a little bit tougher to pass, the yeah. conditions. He's not known for his blazing starts, which showed on the weekend, too. It's still amazing to me that he can destroy these guys like he does, but start 7th, 8th, right, Galdi? Yeah. Like it's, a yeah. little, it's a little bit weird, but, um, God, he looks good on the bike. Like, I, I don't know, like, what do you think? Okay, 65, 70% effort level out of that. In that, in that last moto, I would, say, I would say that's almost high. <laughs> the last moto looked like he was on... Just full cruise mode out but there. It's crazy because, like, you see him round the first corner and it's, like, 10th. And you're like, okay, well, it's, he's got some work ahead of him. But then he's, like, second. And then he just goes, do 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 lead, 10-second gap, cruise control. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's so really, I'm, I'm really just bizarre. looking at the way the laps. He literally, so, again, the green flag was quick right off the start. Yeah. He was 9-9 he was in the first two motos and then 3 in the second one. And then by lap two, he was three, four, two. By lap three, he was like uh, two, three, one. So literally three laps of the race, starting ninth, uh, he's already leading kind of thing. Like he's he's able to fix the minimal damage control that he does have to fix. And he does it unbelievably quick. Like unbelievably quick. Almost four seconds a lap faster in the first moto when he got into the lead on it. The first lap he got into the lead. A 147.5, and then he just goes 49, 48, 50, 49, 50. Like, he's yeah. just cruising. Um, I mean, it's like you guys talked about it a little bit. People are talking about it, but undefeated season? Like, yeah, 
when do you start I, saying that? It would have to be a big crash for me. He's ten motos, ten motos in, ten wins, ten to go. And he did the and he did the ten motos like with the three or the two sprint rounds, which yeah, are definitely not in his favor. Like yeah. yes, yeah, that, that would be the biggest negative. Um, the the negative going towards it, but dude, the bike looks good. He looks good. He's just like yeah, it's. Can we say, yeah, he's wasting his time here right now? Yeah, I think we know that. But yes. Well, we've said that, too, that we said that about Clat in 06. I know. We said that about Fasciati in several years. Yeah. But, I mean, Dylan is tw- oh, he's just about 25 years old. Yeah. His body's kind of beat up. He can make a decent living here. I, oh, the, he, you're right. He's above our series for sure, but he is also doing exactly what he needs what he should do in the career if he wants to continue to do this as his job and making money and stuff like that like it it almost would be obviously all of us as fans would love to see him just take a year and do ama or the gps or whatever it is yeah but in that year all he is going to do is spend money where here he is making money in a legit job he's got job security if you will yeah. So think of the right? think of the sorry. Let me do one last thing there. Yep. Think of the f- fucking bonus money Diggs is paying him right now. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like it's got to be. It's got to be. Is it? Do you know if it's Promoto? <laughs> I don't think yeah, it's Promoto. Holy shit! That's why we, me and Colty, there got shit for buying the bottle of wine at the keg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, now we, now it's gonna be down from here on out. It'll be. Hey, Dylan, uh, you got your card on you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, second overall, uh, T-Dags, Tyler Medaglia, Medaglia, however you say that. Uh, second, five, second, just him kind of doing what he's been doing all year. Yeah, it was he was good. Again, like he's, he's definitely better than everybody else, but not near as good as Dylan. Um, and the second moto, though, it was pretty wild. We just thought it was a bad start, but I guess he had a pretty big crash. Oh, really? Um, he said where it was in the interview on TV now, and I, I can't remember what it was. And he, like, he smashed the visor, hit his head. He's like... He actually gave the Liat helmet a big bunch of credit. He's like, if this helmet wasn't this good, I don't think I would have been able to finish that moto. And and uh, he was he limped up to the the interview in the last uh, under the last TV interview. So he, was, he got pretty beat up in it. So for him to go to get second in that very last moto and lead a couple laps was still impressive. But I mean, Tyler's riding great right now. He feels yeah, great. Yeah, He's yeah. having fun. He would I say that he is the best Tyler we've ever seen. I, I don't know if I can say that. Like, I there's gotta be close. It's, it's got to be close. It'd be hard to argue against it for what he's doing. Um, but again, he's he's the guys that other than Dylan, everybody else. I just think he should be better than those guys. Yeah. You know, I, his his career, his experience, and like that. I think he should be better than those guys. Um, but uh, man, he's he's riding great. I'm, I'm, obviously, everybody knows I'm a T Dags fan. He's cracking me up talking about how his kid doesn't want to race the 65 class anymore, and he sick of working on the bike i want him to just ride the 85 and <laughs> and he's like and then him and i'm talking to him and harrison at the same time and harrison's like oh man one day we're riding this shitty old wood trail for three fucking hours and then we're going over here and doing 30 minutes and we're over eating crullers at the bakery and i'm delivering bread and shit <laughs> it just sounds like a whole it sounds like a pretty wild situation, and yeah. I, but I think when Tyler's happy, that's when Tyler's his best, and that's what we're getting right now. And yeah. and it, and, it, and it's spreading through that team, like that whole team. Just they're uplifted, they're smiling, they put together this little package. I got to meet Alex this weekend, the owner of the dealership. 
And uh, and I'm like, oh, I, the first, of course, being a smartass, and I'm thinking, like, hey, pleasure to meet you. I'm like, I guess you don't like money, eh? So let's go have a race team. And he's like, yeah, it's great, man. I love just blowing this way, but he's they're having fun. He's having a laugh, and and uh, it just seems like a real good package over there, and it's, it's showcasing on the track. Okay, third overall, uh, new entry into the series. Uh, now that we've gone east, Cole Thompson, three three three. I was really impressed with that. Uh, Noof, how did how did you see that ride? Oh, you better give Ken shit. He's 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 kissing his ass here. Oh. Noof, Noof's got some beef with me on this. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I thought like, I mean, that's just where he fits in. I, I kind of thought that maybe he might have more for T eggs. I mean, if we go back, if we go back to last year, I mean, Cole had Tyler covered. Yeah, I guess just so. about every race, not not everyone, but just about everyone. And I guess my the it was cool to see him show up because it adds somebody else into that top five mix and mixes it up. Um, I do respect the fact that he's full. I guess you could say kind of full private interior. He had your buddy there, Galdi, as his mechanic, Mitch Rempel. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> he didn't wash the bike all day like it showed him on the start line. Bike was dirty, and, and Galdi, you love that, right? So yeah, yeah. That's where a lot of your love came from because you hate when us guys wash our bikes and work on them and shit. But, <laughs> well, um, vet, vet, we're vets, Noof, okay? It's like, still impressive to me that he can show up after basically not riding a yeah. whole lot all year by the sounds of it um, and still get on the podium. And there's no question he's super talented on the bike. Um, he didn't look smoked after the first moto, the sprint, the, the first 15-minute sprint, and he admitted to it that he was tired and wondering how he was going to make it through the rest. But... Three, 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 pretty boring in the overall scheme. He wasn't, he was definitely, um, uh, his starts were pretty good. Um, I'd almost say that Tanner was probably better overall than him all day. Um, and he did beat him in that one where, where Tanner got the start and, and led a little bit. But yeah. uh, sounds like he's, and Galdi can, can touch a little bit more. Sounds like he's racing Gopher on a 125, which is fucking wild. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, kind of cool, but yet at the same time, Going to 250F and battle, battle in the front for me—that's what I'd like to see. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, overall good day for him, and, and who knows? I, I don't think that we're going to see him after Gopher Galdi. Uh, I can't imagine. So no, no, I don't. I don't believe so. I don't think that's it. He's kind of doing his own thing. Just sounds yeah. like he's just hanging out and swimming and pool inside and everything. I mean, his chick's got a great upper deck, so why not just sit by the pool all day and stare at that? <laughs> Uh, how do you, Goldie, where do you think he'll be on a, on a 125 at Gopher? Uh, I mean, why, again, like you said, I don't know why you'd choose that track to yeah. do the 125 on, but, um, I mean, he's, he'll be able to wear some guys down. I, he should be, if he gets a top 10, I guess yeah. I'd be surprised. But I mean, that means he's got to beat, you know, like they just talked about Devin Smith, maybe Tanner Scott's, um, that kind of stuff in there. So I, I think he can I, do I, it. I think he can I, get top ten. I mean, he's he's a great rider. He is so talented, so carrying speed on that thing. And I, I don't believe it's it's. I think it's got a pipe on it. Like I don't think it's got a modified cylinder or anything like that either. Mm. So I don't know. We'll see. I I, I guess it'll be impressive if he can get squeezed inside that top ten in a moto. Uh, but I mean, he's got to be. Oh God, I can't even imagine where he, he's got to be thirtieth off the start. So like he's going to get swallowed up on the start. Yeah. Galdi, was there any talk on the weekend? And I know there hasn't been leading up because um, I've been at these team manager meetings and stuff. But is Gopher going to be the war zone like last year? Like that was crazy. Has there been any talk about them leaving the track from Saturday to Sunday again? Or 
Because I don't think that went overly well with how gnarly it was last year. Um, well, it wasn't, it, don't forget, it wasn't uh, from an amateur day to a pro day last year, right? It was pro to pro. Oh, yeah, so, shit, right? Sorry, yeah, it bad. wasn't I mean, an amateur. Like your, so, am, your amateur day was on Friday. Though. On the Friday, right? Yeah. So I... Uh, it won't get as gnarly, though. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. Wait a minute. I thought, did they do the... No, they did the, the one moto Friday. Then it was amateur day. Then it was Sunday. So, yes, they did leave it. Right? Oh, from, yeah. They left it from Friday to Sunday. So it was yeah. pro-developed. So I got to think that they'll groom it Saturday night because the amateur lines okay. wouldn't be as good, maybe. But... You never know with Digger, man. I, I don't know. I remember we kind of got mad at him a little bit about that last year. Right? We were sitting having beers at the end of the day, Saturday, having some pizza, yeah. or whatever. We're like, dude, it's like a new round. Like it's it's not just uh, like it's a whole nother round in the yeah. series. Like it should be groomed. It should be pretty. Yeah. But I mean, it's his place, and sometimes these track guys get a little, I don't know, upset when they don't yeah. they when well, they're told what to do. But yeah. In my in my opinion, it has to be fresh on on Sunday morning. It has to be fresh on Sunday yeah. morning and built for the pros. That's yeah, my because you're right. The, the pros developed last year on Friday, and then us amateurs rode the pro lines on Saturday. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, Sunday. But I guess where I was going with that for Cole, the shittier, gnarlier hold that the track is will be better on that 125 than smooth and fast. There's no question. So yeah. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see. I guess I, I think he can still get top ten. I'm going like a like a nine ten ish type thing. All right, well, let's put some money on it. Yeah. You got nine ten. I say I say both outside of the top ten. A nice dinner Sunday night after. Okay, deal. On the way home, done. Okay. I say I say. And when I say a nice dinner, we're talking like keg bottle of wine type digs paycheck or credit card dinner. We'll bring Dylan right with us. Okay, fourth overall, Tanner Ward, uh, 4-2-4. That uh, second was a, a really nice ride, and then the rest of it, good but kind of quiet. Uh, I don't know whose turn it is here, but Noof, you can take a crack at that one. Yeah, I thought a good day for Tanner. I mean, that second was a really good ride, and it showed what he could do with the start. I mean, I know on TV it showed that he, he did hang uh, whatever pace or effort level that Dylan was giving out. He, he did stay pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looked good. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more of Tanner here coming up on the podium. He's getting more comfortable. It seems like the bike he got it figured out was set up and stuff like that. I mean, he, he didn't start riding that thing until fairly late um, into the new year here. So, um, yeah, the fours were kind of whatever for me, but that two was good. I mean, I'm just looking at lap times here. He did a 150, which he was legit, the second fastest guy on the track. Yeah. He was over a second faster than Thompson. Uh, Moth um, and T-Dex. So, um, yeah, I think that's where he wants to be. And obviously, you know, he's a, a fan favorite. He's a kid that you just got to love, right? He's a good kid, comes from a good family um, and works hard for everything that he's uh, had. And he's very humble at the same time doing it. So uh, I'd love to see him back up there. And, and I think I think Gopher will be tough um, on him just for the fact that the 450 is a big bike. But you know, come Moncton and Sandley and stuff, I think we'll see him on the podium a lot more. Okay, uh, fifth overall, uh, Sean Moffenbeier, 5-4-5. Five, five. Uh, again, just pretty quiet. Uh, Galdi, did you see anything while you were there at the track? Absolutely nothing. I didn't even see him all weekend. I didn't cross paths with him, and I was over at the MX-101 tent a lot. I didn't get a chance to say 
ask them and, and even in between the motos there's not a lot of time if i wanted to run yeah. And, but yeah just quiet didn't really get starts he had a start in that moto that ward was second but he couldn't really do anything uh with tanner and then mothmeyer got him or sorry uh thompson got him kind of late and just of, of i mean sean i don't think has ever been ever really that great actually he did win that moto once in a, on the two-stroke back in like 2011 or 12 or whatever but i don't know i just walton i don't think has ever been his super cup of tea which again is kind of weird because it's very reminiscent of growing up in in sask and uh, saskatoon dirt and stuff but yeah he just didn't really seem to get the the day going he was just quiet always by himself never really in a battle and uh that just kind of showcased where he finished fifth overall six overall was chris blackmere six 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 pretty average day for him or kind of close to what he's been doing but i bet you he's just salivating thinking about getting into the sand here in the next little bit uh Noof, what do you think of chris's ride yeah i mean kind of not as spectacular by any means as as his rounds out west his starts weren't uh weren't really there um i think maybe the one moto he was in there pretty pretty decent on the third the first moto on the crossing the line and yeah i think just kind of whatever day for him um it was nothing spectacular like we saw some crazy speed out of him at the and cam loops especially and i think he's kind of finding his own maybe settling in a little bit um yeah. but i do agree with you ken i think the sand he's probably looking forward to and uh he's a good starter so we'll see what happens seventh overall logan leitzel 878 uh galdi is there anything that uh, stuck out about that ride to you uh, he was decent actually all day. He was got a start in one of the motos there. He was like second or third in one of the races. Um, kind of a surprise. Had no idea he was coming. Uh, other surprises is that he wore the twenty because I didn't realize it carried over two years from able to carry keep your uh, your number uh, your earned number because he did it the year before and then didn't race our series at all last year. But regardless, whatever. Yeah, I was. I, I did see him walking through the pit. So when I saw him, I'm like, oh, kind of a surprise. But yeah, he was nice and consistent and and. Uh, and got uh, got got in the mix a little bit there. I I don't know if he's doing the rest of the series. I believe he's married to a Quebec girl, so I want to think that he's going to probably stay up here and do the rest of them. Yeah. So uh, a good little addition to the to the five through ten um, spot out there on the track. Okay, eighth overall, uh, Liam O'Farrell nine nine seven new addition to the series now that we've gone east. Um, Noof, is there anything that stuck out there? Well. Nothing that's a surprise because Liam does what Liam does. He's yeah. like the he's like the Chiz of Canada. He's just always in the yeah. top ten. Yeah, ends up with a good overall. Um, working working guy during the week. Two kids, just full privateer in it in a sense. Uh, I know he does get some wow. help there from uh, one of Galdi's sponsors, but yeah, I mean, good ride. I, I just it, it surprised me that. That seventh in the last moto was really good, Goldie. I would think like that's yeah, yeah, that's deep inside the top ten. Um, it surprises me that he can handle easily T Parrot, T Parrot there. Um, you know, even the Parker Eels, like those guys should be better than him. Um, he's a vet guy. He, he yeah. literally is a vet guy. How old is he now, Goldie? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight, right? He's my age. Uh, yeah, he's your age, yeah. Uh, just solid, consistent, in good shape, and he'll do even better at Gopher. That's his jam at Gopher Dunes. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, good on Liam. Just a vet guy out there. Um, well, I guess he's not vet because was his bike washed Goldie before the motos. Oh yeah, I know the priority <laughs> next priority mechanical guys. They they keep shit clean over there. They got they got dirt wash. It's a great soap. Great soap. So, they got dirt wash. <laughs> yeah, solid ride for him. Um, but like I said, I wasn't surprised at all. 
by his result. I mean, that's just what he does. Uh, ninth overall, Daniel Elmore, 12-8-10. Uh, again, didn't see much of him on TV. So, Galdi, what what did you notice about his ride on the weekend? I saw the eighth. I was watching that. I gave him a little bit of love on the on the TV. We actually didn't really – I don't think we actually got a, a shot of him. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I always cheat. So when I'm at the track here, unfortunately, our, our producer, Justin Thompson, and, and the camera guys, the communication level is just a little bit weaker. And we don't necessarily get extra guys. We need to focus on the front a lot. But I cheat behind the – the TV side of things, and I, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, on screen we're watching this, but hey, in eighth place right now, I got to give a little love to this guy's run good, yep. da da da. And Daniel did that, and that with that eighth man, and he's coming off a, a little injury there, already hurt his shoulder at Drum Heller, I think. Drum so Heller, he, yeah. yeah, he missed Pilot Mountain, so this is his first round back. So, and by all means, that was not an easy track on shoulders with all the yanking of the ruts and stuff. So good to see, nice consistent ninth in that in that thing out there. So I like what I see of the kid. I don't really know him that well. I haven't been a chance to. I'm, I'm going to try to go out of my way and. And introduce maybe new if you could point him out. I don't even know if I know what he looks like. Um, but, uh, you know, a kid, uh, Newf will know this. You very rarely see guys wear the number 13. And he's doing it. And he's yeah. carrying it well. And uh, a good finish is on him. Uh, the ceiling for, like, say, him, the uh, the O'Farrell, the Lights of Parat, uh, um, and um, uh, Parker Eels is sixth. That's the ceiling. Yeah. So that should be their goal. Uh, this year, uh, well, maybe seventh, I guess, would be the ceiling. I don't know if they can get Blackmare or not, but yeah. um, that's your goal for those guys right there. And man, he got an eight; he's not far off it. So good on you, Daniel Elmore. Cycle North own. Yep, cycle North own. And the the shitty thing for him is, if he hadn't got hurt, he would be because Cam Loops, he was really good. Like yeah, he was, yeah, he was in that Rosina fifth sixth battle. I think he got a fifth in, in one moto, right? So yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You, you yeah. take Thompson out of it. Um, and if Blackmere's kind of struggling a little bit, I mean, he is that fifth place guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if the bummer he got hurt, obviously the dunes going to be because he literally, when he got hurt, he hasn't ridden since Drumheller because he didn't even think he was going to be able to ride Wall. It ended up being worse than it was. It was a break in his collarbone or something like that. But um, yeah, he, he he's it's a shame because he would have been like fifth or sixth in points right now. Take take out that injury. So good for him. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, 10th overall, uh, T. Parat. So the Birdman gets 10th, 11, 11. Um, that's kind of what he's been doing all year. Galdi, what do you think? Yeah, no, uh, solid day for him there. I got to watch him a little bit in practice. Um, I made sure I tried to uh, give him a, a little bit of love uh, with the show as well. But again, didn't, we don't get to show him as much. I think he was quiet. He wasn't really in any battles or anything like that, but nice and consistent. And again, t- talking about with Elmore, um, having his off the guy's tied for sevens right now in the points yeah oh, like wow. that's, that's got to feel good i mean again you know we could talk about sort of the the field's not that deep right but i don't give a shit man the kid's showing up he's getting finishes and if this was old school noof and ready the series ended right now he'd have well he'd actually have an eight on his bike because felix lopez they're tied with lopez like to finish at the end of the year and have a number eight canada like remember when we were kids that oh, was fucking yeah. amazing you know like yeah I, that would probably feel pretty good for t Peraz. so good on him man and i hope he keeps it going he seems like he's kind of flowing and doing all right um he had that off round at pilot mountain there so he's got to keep it going i these alberta guy go these alberta guys though is the sand is usually where kind of they kind of get shook up so these next two weekends we'll see how it works out but i like what i see him out am i gonna make sure again the him and elmore are on my list to make sure i go see this weekend and just give him a hey, man. Good job, guys. Keep it up. I, I love you being a part of the series and putting on the putting the work in there. And uh, it was good to see him on the weekend. The Birdman, Birdman, yeah. yeah. Ken, Ken has coined it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so through the rest of the the field, is there anything that sticks out to either of you guys? 
Um, not really. I don't know. Oh, you look at anything new? Felix Lopez well, had a shit day. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. right. I did. Yeah. That's the one story. I, I, don't, like, know what, I don't know what happened. Were you sick, Goldie? No, no, sorry. I was going to say same as Eels. Not oh. sorry. No, yeah. I don't know. Luke Lopez looked fast. He was, I don't know what happened in the last little. He was running up front and then he just started going backwards. I don't know if his bike broke or if he crashed. So, um, yeah, not too sure what happened there. Um, uh, give a little Brock Kelly, 12th in that last little. That's a good moto for him after going 15, 25, 12. So, decent moto there. Um, but Eels, Eels, uh, 30s. I don't know what happened to him in that last moto. Eels, crash yeah, off either. Oh, okay, I crashed off the start, and I didn't see that one. Um, but um, everybody else is kind of sort of where they should be. But, yeah, Lopez, he's got some better speed than what he's showing, for sure. Like, we, we know that. He's seventh in points. Sorry, he is seventh in points. And now we'll talk about Weston Rosina. He uh, separated his shoulder in practice. So there's an opportunity to move up sixth in points, depending on when Weston comes back. So good points-paying positions there. But they, neither one of those guys – whether it was Elmore or uh, or Lopez, they uh, uh, NT Parade, they didn't pass Weston uh, after the point. So um, yeah. there's some good battles going on. And uh, Max Filipek, give him a little love. 13, 14, 15, nice and consistent. His first race back here on the on the East Coast of things. So we'll see if he can kind of stay in the hunt there and maybe squeeze in a top ten. The the the, the seven through ten, I think you could pretty much throw a throw a, a, a crapshoot uh between these guys you know you got o'farrell leitzel elmore parat barry Philippek, voucher kelly lopez like there's some good action going on back in there for sure And this will be something we got a tv meeting we got to give these guys some love in there they're, yeah. they're always in a battle yeah. we know the guys that are up front unless there's something crazy going on especially in this 450 class there's a battle going on from 7th to 14th yeah okay so that's 450s, let's just do the uh, biggest surprise and biggest disappointment. Uh, Noof, I'll start with you. What's your biggest surprise and biggest disappointment of the weekend? Um, do I have to go with a class or can I just say with the... It can be anything you want. Yeah, it could be the broadcast. You're an adult, Noof. You can do it. could be Goldie's exceptional performance. A minute and 47 lap time on a track that has the potential to be 215 to 220 was a disappointment for me. I don't know if they thought maybe it was going to be better for the sprint motos um, to have more laps. That might be the case, I guess, if you if you think about it. But I didn't love the layout of the track, and, and it's no – I mean, it's good to see they're trying. But, man, that section after the natural double, like, what are we, fucking Erzberg? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it literally, they – and you guys said it on the broadcast, and Galdi and I – bullshitted on the phone this morning it literally looked like an off-road race gncc standing up um kind of taking weird line through there i didn't think that that raced very well um i guess that would be my my biggest disappointment uh on that side and like i said i i know that there's two waltons this year and they had a lot of shit going on with the off-road race and the amateur day and the flat track and everything else but i just thought that it could be better um Biggest surprise for me, I just, I don't really have one because nothing really stood out, but I guess I'd go with Natsuki. I mean, I knew he was going to be good, but to be able to just jump in like that and and win, it's been a while. Like, we'd have to go back um, into the early 2000s when we'd get, like, a Gavin Graysick or uh, there's some other kids I'm thinking about, Galdi, that used to come up to Walton and just jump in the series and be able to win battle for wins right so I'm trying to uh, think of that who was that kid that won the, the sunday 250 class uh i can't think of his name right now the number, well, he was number 250 
Number 250 on a Cowie. Well, that was Joey Crown that won. No, 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 no. The, the year he passed Grasic, like, in the last turn. Yeah. Over the step-down thing. Oh, I can't think of that guy. But, yeah, there's always been something like that, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, Natsuki for my surprise, for sure. Just the pure fact that jumping in, didn't know what to expect. Deal came together within a week and goes out there and wins. So. Yeah. Goldie, same question to you. Um, I guess I'll start surprise. Uh, the Natsuki one is kind of the simplistic one you could do for sure. Um, um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I was a little surprised. This is going to be a kind of weird surprise. I was really surprised at how they did the parking. Like it was really just like the, with the off road and like that, they just, it really was a mess of shit. It wasn't a disappointment. It was just like, you, there was no real objective of how to put people and where they should put this over here. And I think they kind of gave up on it after a couple of minutes. And that was a, a surprise that they just kind of let, like, literally, there was not a direction or anything. And I, and I don't know if we need that, whether it is, but you go to Gopher, everything's so needed. And Santa Lee, everybody has, like, their spots and how it works and stuff. But I don't know. It was a surprise to me. It made me laugh trying to get out of there last night. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this guy parked like this? And why is that guy parked like that? It was kind of a surprise to me. And my biggest disappointment, and this is going to maybe come across as a bit of a dick to say, but... Um, I, I, I pride myself, and I'll, I'll toot my horn so much, and this is the local series. So on Saturday, it was the amateur races, and it had nothing to do with AMO and all that kind of stuff, but I still made sure I tried to help us where I could. But, like, all our customer base needs is for someone to show they care when they ask a question. Yeah. And, unfortunately, they they, they kind of placed the girls in the score trailer, and there was no real sort of help for them right there. Like, I, 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 I go back and I check on them. How are you? Do you need this? Okay, can I help? Oh, there's a scoring issue. Okay, boom. You guys make sure you worry about what you're doing. I'll go and try to figure this out or worry about that over there. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like the race just was like, hey, guys, there's a fucking track out there. We'll make sure we score you. Thanks for coming and paying the money. I just I, I, I just want someone to give a shit sometimes. And, and maybe I just give a shit too much. And that bugged me a little bit this week. And that was a negative towards me. The track was fucking horrible on Saturday. It got away from them. I honestly do think that this these this this type of soil is getting harder for these guys to to uh, deal with anymore. This sort of clay uh, topsoily type stuff that like the bikes, the amateur bikes, they really pack it down. They don't tear it up, so it doesn't get that deep. And it was it was just a not a good look on the amateur side on Saturday, and that was a big disappointment for me because I come I'm the amateur guy here in Ontario, and I had a lot of my customers really upset, and I they come to me for the answer, and it had nothing to do with me. And I still try to give them the best answer. So that was that was my disappointment. Nothing on the pro side whatsoever. I thought they did a good job on Sunday fixing the track and all this stuff. But I don't know. I was just I was a little I was a little pissed off that that uh, they had to treat our some of our customers the way they did. I just felt like they didn't give a fuck at some points. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I felt, and and uh, that's what I saw. And a, a lot of the customers kind of shared that thought with me too. Okay, so just one last little question. It doesn't need a big uh, explanation. If you want to, go ahead. But you don't have to. I was just wondering what you guys think. What would happen if if you took Jacob Piccolo right now, the way he's riding and racing, and just dropped him into the 250 class in the States? Where do you think he would finish? Because I was looking up Natsuki's finishes, and Pala, 1915, uh, Hangtown, 1717, and then uh, Thunder Valley, he had 17, but then he got up to 11. So what do you think the best finish Jacob Piccolo could get if you dropped him into the 250 class right now? Go ahead, Jeff. 15. Uh, I would say that 15 to 20. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I was but thinking. I think, but I think you could say the same for Harrison, McNabb, and Piccolo yep. because yep. I literally don't see a whole lot 
separating yeah. those guys. They are so freaking close, and that's what's making this championship so crazy. Oh, um, now, like I said, you, you, we want to think, trust me, as a fan of the sport, like we when we watch our guys, like when we watch, you know, Jake and Ryder, um, we're like, oh, fuck, like how do you go any faster? But then a guy like Natsuki comes up here, and I mean, yeah, he scored points in the U.S., but it's not like he's getting, like, sevens and eights. No, so no. it's a little bit disappointing to think that they wouldn't be better than 15 to 20 because in our mind, when we watch them, they are. Yeah. We put them on a pedestal. But I think reality is reality, and, and that's just the pace that these guys have right now. But I would think that if, if Jake, if you dropped him in to say, I don't know, Unadilla, he's going, like, 17 16 for 15th overall he's not breaking inside that top 15 yeah okay well right on okay so thank you to everybody for listening to the canadian motocross unfiltered podcast and thanks to newfangaldi for sharing your thoughts and insights on the races uh i guess we'll talk to you guys next weekend and uh talk about gopher dunes and how that went i can't wait to get my dinner on sunday night <laughs> we're going to a truck stop <laughs> <laughs> right on boys. Ka-ka, Thanks, ka-ka. See you, okay, see ya. Yeah.